0: i look at freedom as a flavor or a spice and so it's part of what i call a success buffet and in that buffet you have like entree and so for some people their career or their business might be that entree for some people it may be their family it's expanding the way that we think about these things that's really what empowered innovation and what my work is about it's about personal innovation and helping people to increase their capacity to innovate themselves because innovating our society or organizations depends on each individual.
1: listening to Heart of Mind Radio for the New Millennium. I'm Katherine Davis, and today my guest is Yvette Dubell. And Yvette is an engaging speaker, published author, presenter, and strategy consultant with experience facilitating workshops and decades committed to social innovation initiatives. She is a creator of the Empowered Innovation System for Personal Information and as We the World Coordinator for the Campaign for Freedom. Returning to her roots as artist-researcher, she is finding inspiration from artists like William Pope L's The Black Factory, Following the paths of Art as Solution and Art as Philosophy, she is launching a new series of free introductory and advanced programs to support a movement and begin raising funds for the Campaign for Freedom. Most notably, the first annual Freedom Fest films and world music to inspire with Freedom Summit that invites increasing inclusion to inform a compassionate freedom movement that works for all. And that is quite a lot Yvette I'm so happy to be able to speak to you about it because you seem to be engaged in a lot of different ways but most notably with regard to creative expression so before we get to the work you're doing now give us a little bit of background on how you migrated into this particular area of creativity, even though you do have your strategy consulting work. Maybe it's all a part and parcel.
0: It really is really trying to bring it all together. And so with We the World, that's really what this journey is about for me, is bringing all these diverse pieces together. So my background, okay, my way, way background was first in art. And so I was a painting major, and I started out selling my paintings, and that was where my creative expression was focused. I've always loved music, but I'm not a performer. Um, William Pope L is a performance artist, but I've always been interested in performance and conceptual art. I just didn't quite have the confidence, I guess, to give myself permission to dive into what I really wanted to do at that time. So I started out doing art, the paintings, selling my paintings, doing commission work and doing shows and things like that. And I got married young, so I was, we were a new family. So I had to take my, my whole family would have to go. My mom and my little brother would also often go (laughs) along with our Rottweiler. I started out as a a visual artist, uh, focusing on visual artist practice and then writing. As I was raising my kids, I homeschooled my kids, so I was an advocate for freedom in birthing, freedom in education. That got me involved in community program development. I think one of my first projects was working, which was probably in the 90s, doing the welfare to work sort of policies and programs, and I was in Atlanta. So entrepreneurial development, working with some of those women who weren't awarded grants through the program. And I got involved in what we used to call bootstrapping using technology. And then that led me to get involved with the International Open Source, Free and Open Source Software Foundation. I think they're now called the Open Source Solutions Foundation. So that got me involved in tech research for looking at social issues. So that was really... Um, the leveling up of my involvement with social innovation initiatives. So looking at how to use information technology to bridge the digital divide to empower communities to be able to address issues more efficiently, to increase access using technology. I guess that just to sort of to like the last ten years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's great. That's great. And tell us how you found yourself being connected to we the World and the We campaign at net. Oh, wow. So many, many years ago, someone had told me about Humanity Team and suggested
0: that I look at that. And I'd forgotten about it. And then just one day when I was following links from the Humanity Team website, I found the We the World website and signed up. And Angel reached out to me and invited me. And then I was... Um, Just in the course of me sharing a bit of, like, my passion and and what I was into, it was suggested that the Freedom Campaign would be a good fit because freedom has kind of been a theme in my life. The pursuit of personal freedom has been um, a big part of my own journey, both professionally and personally. So I clearly resonated with that theme. And so when Rick and I think there were a couple other people in that, that meeting that suggested that and... Sue was one, and so I I accepted because, as I said, freedom had just been such a persistent thing in my work and what I was interested in, and so this has given me sort of a focus, and it's a broad focus. The Campaign for Freedom has given me a very broad focus to start to try to weave these threads together into something that I feel that is the answer to a need now with the Freedom Summer and the Freedom Festival.
1: Excellent. And before we get into the actual work that you are doing right now, I would love to know what freedom is. Well, the idea for me is that it's not for any
0: one person. The objective of the project, I have a podcast called Freedom Matters as sort of a precursor to the event. And in each conversation, I invite people to talk to me about what freedom means to them. Because my whole goal is to develop a compassionate freedom movement for a world with the objective and the goal of creating a world where we have a freedom that works for all. So in my work with Empowered Innovation, I look at freedom as a flavor or spice. And so it's part of what I call a success buffet. And then that buffet, you have like entree. And so for some people, their career or their business might be that entree. For some people, it may be their family. So that would be a dish sort of like macaroni and cheese, you know, that everybody knows what that is. But everybody's the way they would flavor that would be different. You could do a curry inspired macaroni and cheese. And so that's kind of where I think the freedom. It could be like curry, which is a combination of spices or... And these are Indian, I don't know if you know Indian food, these are Indian spices. <laughs> I, um, do, a I do. masala, mm-hmm. which is its own spice, but also can be a flavor. So you have a, a masala chicken dish, for example. You, so it's expanding the way that we think about these things. That's really what empowered innovation and what my work is about. It's about personal innovation and helping people to increase their capacity to innovate themselves, because innovating our society or organizations depends on each individual, being able to make that journey. And I feel that we, the world, gives a really good context for that, because part of that, however you're defining success and freedom, needs to include how are we working together? How do we go from me to we and whatever it is that we are seeking to do?
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. And in your own life, how do you relate freedom and really share that thought, that idea, perhaps with young people, maybe with your children or with other people who are starting out in life and sometimes feel that they have to conform to all of these prescriptive behaviors and values? How would you inspire someone to seek out their own internal capacity for freedom?
0: Well, one of the big things is to think differently about what freedom is. Instead of thinking about freedom as something that someone else defines outside of you, to look and see what makes you feel free. So the first thing is, of course, freedom of mind, the freedom to think what I want to think, to put my attention where I want to put it, as opposed to feeling that my attention is being controlled by somebody else, someone else telling me what it is that I need to pay attention to. So that's a big part of it is like sort of that idea of personal autonomy, personal freedom, freedom is time to have. That's a big part of what makes me feel free. And so one of the reasons that I like to encourage people to think about their success buffet, because freedom is likely a part of that. But is freedom going to be a dish for you or is it going to be a flavor? Is it a spice? And then thinking about how do you want to integrate that? So if it's time freedom, you want the freedom to be able to follow your own passion. What kind of dish do you need to be thinking about with freedom as a main ingredient? Do you understand what I'm saying? So a career path that did not allow you freedom, if freedom is important to you, then you know that's not going to be a good fit. I've been an entrepreneur because I'm not a great employee. I don't like showing up on somebody else's timeline. I like to have control over those things. And so for me, I knew that being an entrepreneur was my path.
1: And let's talk a little bit more about the work that you're actually doing and this Freedom Summit. Tell us about that. Well, in the
0: very early conceptual stages of this at this point, and um, really just talking about it, inviting people that would be interested in co-creating. I'm learning more about some of the things that I want to make a part of that event. One of the things that I experienced in doing workshops that I noticed that a lot of innovation-focused events tend to be very siloed, so they're industry-specific or they're profession-specific. You don't see a lot of innovation events that are broad and inclusive. So my inspiration was a social responsibility and innovation summit, but that's really long. And Freedom Summit kind of embodied all of that. So at this point, it's really having conversations with people who share the vision, who understand why this is so needed, because so many people are feeling so disempowered by what's happening politically that we have to find a way to move forward together and to get the work done. So the goal of the summit would be for people to come together and make action plans to do some of the inner work to clarify what the goals are in a way that's productive. So like right now, I just started taking a lab called Systems Scripting Lab to learn how to make the hidden visual, so that when you have these town hall or discussion panels, to be able to help make visual the energy that's moving as people are having these conversations, so that you can we can have a conversation about what happens in the discussion panel with an eye making action plans and having follow up events where we put back on what we got done.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that does sound very exciting. I might be reaching out to you on that one. Freedom is one of my, I would say it's at the top of my menu choices, so I do understand what you're speaking of. And also being an artist, I went to art school and was in the commercial art for a little while, but found that very stifling and was not able to really stay in the field for very long in mm. terms of having wanted to have an artistic career. So I really love your ideas in terms of art as solution, art as philosophy, and then looking into it as a performance art. Because for many years, I've been regarding my life as my canvas, as it were, and everything I do as a performance within the canvas of my life. And so I really relate to that very strongly. And I'd love to know more about your work and how you integrate art or expression into your daily work your daily life your family really how does it make your life what it is
0: well, the basis of pretty much the way that I live is art based inquiry. And so that's why I give myself the title of artist researcher. And so around 2012, I contributed with Dr. Pauline Tuchema some work exploring social justice and education. But even before that, I was working with a Dutch fellow, a fellow researcher, Ronald Wolferice. He created something called the theory of attention. And the system scribing that I mentioned before is kind of an offshoot from the Presencing Institute, which is Otto Sharmers Theory U. And so I was drawing on that work and exploring it through my artist practice and created something called Cultural Fusion Artist Philosophy and Cultural Fusion Soul Food. So it was a model conceptualizing things like freedom and being able to explore them in this sort of quantum mechanics dynamic that would make it more accessible to people. So talking about flavors and ingredients and using that kind of metaphorical universe to talk about these more complex, nuanced assets and tangible assets. So I was looking at poverty abatement, and I was very interested in the academic social research side of that. But there was a gap between that inquiry and the solution. And that was where my strategy consulting came in, was it was my effort to try and bridge those. I was interested in the inquiry, but I also was interested in that inquiry leading to solutions. So I was inspired by protest art. I think it's called institutional critique. But instead of criticizing and just commenting, on the social problems. I was interested in how to use art to actually explore the path to solutions to those issues. So, using art to define them and then using the artist's practice to guide solutions.
1: Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes sense. It's a little. Um, difficult for me at this moment to envision what that looks like, but I guess that's part of the process to see right. what it's people can do.
0: No, that's exactly, you got it. That's the point is that we don't know. And the artist's journey, as you know, as an artist, it's about going into something. You don't know what you're going to create. You have an idea, but you don't know what that thing is. So what we're facing now is we have to create something as a civilization, as society, that we have no historical precedent for. We have to envision something that is, at this moment, unknown to us and figure out how do we get there. I believe, and my experience has taught me, that art is the way that I get there. I can go into the unknown with no resistance through art. But it's hard to trust a person to take you into the unknown and trust that they're going to get you somewhere you want to be. But if you trust art as practice, It's a mental model shift that I'm trying to teach people, and that's what Empowered Innovation is about, is a system that I created to teach that that makes it a lot more practical, and it's not as abstract. So we focus on your goals, and we focus on a strategy to clarify what it is that you want, and then I put that into this food metaphor that we were talking about.
1: Mm -hmm. If you could create something small on the spot, I'm putting you on the spot, but um, something small that our listeners could do so that they can go through a process that would help them to understand it better and maybe have an outcome that would be beneficial for them.
0: Absolutely. So that is what the free introductory programs that you mentioned before. That's what those are about. So I have like different principles and keys that I give. And so one exercise is with the seven principles. So new value can be accessed when you consider that something else is possible. When you can just consider that there's another possibility other than what you see. And the actual principle is that new value can be accessed when you ask what if there's another possibility. So the first things that I asked you to think about a situation where you could apply that? where you feel stuck There's some area of your life where you feel stuck. And so you think about that and then you consider this principle. And so before you actually tackle trying to figure it out with your mind, I invite people to doodle and draw and visualize that situation as an object. And so you could pick a tree or whatever. So you do a little doodle of that thing as an object and then draw something that represents you in relation to that object. And then think about where the new possibility is. So then you want to, in that scenario, whatever the scenario is, pick someone else or another perspective that's involved. So instead of looking at it from your perspective, where you're looking at the problem, pick another perspective in that scenario. It could be through another person or another job related to completing, whatever the thing is, and then draw that perspective and then think about, describe the situation again, from that other perspective.
1: So that makes it very practical and tangible, even though it is this creative flavor to it all. It gives people a sense that, okay, I can do this, I can embark on this project, which sounds really quite exciting.
0: I'm creating a series of landing pages. I've created something called the Empowered Innovation Institute that I'll be using to add more programming to. And so there'll always be free content and free resources there. Because again, the idea is to create a place that can and help people address the issues that are pressing for them, that are of concern to them, and at the same time, make that journey from me to we and thinking about those personal goals and those personal things in the context of, of us and, and we, what's good for all of us that's the thing that I'm really excited about in terms of working with We the World is I feel like everything in my life has really been about that. It's been about my personal journey towards that and so a big part of my artist practice now in terms of uh, I guess my own creative challenge for myself is um, my struggle in making that journey from me to We and where it is that I have a hard time and using art to share some of that and to find inspiration in it instead of feeling
1: stuck. That's wonderful. For me, I think one of the things that I like about the WE campaign is even in this experience talking to you, it shows people that you can reach inside of yourself and find your own gift. You don't have to copy anybody else, find your own gift and see how to express that gift or talent or passion in the world, but to do it for the benefit of the whole. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to imagine that we can actually make a contribution, but I feel confident that if everyone, even if their piece might seem small to them, it can be huge as far as how it impacts each other and impacts. The world. And I just think it's really important for people to realize that they, in fact, can use their artistic expression as a way of making life better and the world better on a greater scale than maybe they might have thought. So I think that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think. I agree.
1: Yeah. It's pretty important the work that you're doing and that I think everyone at the We Campaign is doing. So. We mentioned the Freedom Fest film and World Music to Inspire and the Freedom Summit. So if people want to engage with that, maybe there's a certain point in time when they would need to reach out to you or should they maybe go to the WE.net website and just sign up for the Freedom Campaign? Either one
0: of those is great. If you go to WE.net and sign up for the Freedom Campaign, I will follow up and reach out to you. You can reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram, me and I'll reply I will be setting up a landing page to offer like an incentive to people who want to sign up and as a thank you gift for taking a short survey so I'll have that and I'll start promoting that on Instagram again within the next couple of weeks so just if anybody feels interested in any of those just reach out and connect because I we need you to do this and to piggyback off of what you just said I think that each one of us has a piece of what we need to heal our world and that is one of the reasons that i have focused on inclusion for almost 30 years wow um um, it's very clear to me that the more people that you get at the table who are committed to bringing their better selves we can get a lot done and we can get it done faster than anybody would ever imagine
1: absolutely and also i think as we have more options on the table, there will be more room to do positive things and people might not be so quick to fall into the kind of toxic behavior and toxic communication that we see a lot of in the online space. I like the idea that you're having these landing pages and people can begin to connect and hopefully we will all become so much more interdependent, interconnected, and providing opportunities for each other to shine. And that's really what I love about what I do.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, also everybody being committed to doing the personal and internal work that we need to do to show up as our better selves more often as a solution to the toxicity that you were just referring to. So Absolutely
1: excellent so we are just about at the end of our talk and i want to make sure that i covered everything was there something more that you wanted to share with our audience
0: wow i feel like i've shared so much i don't want to overwhelm anyone um but freedom
1: matters podcast
0: definitely check me out and if anybody's been in having a conversation with me there to continue this conversation i'd love to talk to you
1: and where is that
0: podcast freedom matters you can find it on itunes spotify wherever you find podcasts so anywhere you find podcasts do a search um you can always just use whatever your favorite search engine look for freedom matters with yvette dubel
1: excellent and that's y-v-e-t-t-e-d-u-b-e-l so thank you so so much for making the time to talk to me today
0: oh my gosh thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it